2: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. Boom what up America Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. Don't don't't't down Man, I hope you're having a great day, a great Friday. We have broken out of this cold snap in Southern California. And when I, when I say cold, I mean really cold. We're talking low 40s, upper 30s at night. Don't worry. We're okay now. It's 70 degrees and sunny and we have survived. I know, I know, I know. Forget the wildfires or any of the other tragedies, the legit tragedies we have suffered in Southern California. This, was, this topped all of them. Um, but we threw on our Ugg boots, on our parkas, and we made it through, and we're ready for wild card weekend in the national football league. We get to find out who gets to play in the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll be live at the Super Bowl. Thanks to the good folks at, at Farmers. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's, it's game time, have an experienced player to help you stay ahead of the game. Put your experience into play at Farmers.com. We are
3: Farmers. Bum, bum,
2: bum, bum, bum. I don't even like watching him play, and I liked watching him play last night. That's my feelings on James Harden. James Harden's an unbelievable one-on-one player. And for the record, I'm not a huge one-on-one guy. I'm not a one-on-one guy. I'm not a three-on-three guy. Oh, you know, three-on-three is in the Olympics now. And three-on-three is like, that's great. Basketball is five guys on each side. 94 by 50, that's basketball. Basketball. So one-on-one, like, that's cool, but can you play with four other guys? That's why I believe it's the perfect game. Some people think football because you have 11 guys who all have to be working together. Maybe you can have your—I like the five guys because you all have to be a threat. There's specific spacing and a way in which you have to kind of move together. Either—it's what I love about team sports is that, you know, no chain is as strong—is any stronger than its weakest link. You have to find a way to work together. On the other hand, in basketball, if you have a stronger link, you can't play to that, whereas it's a little bit harder in football. But one-on-one basketball assess you, and it's dribble, 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 crossover, dribble, 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 through your legs, dribble, 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 dribble step back, dribble, take a shot, dribble, tra- take a shot. Like, it, it can be a bit of a hard watch. So, um, I, I sit there, I think, this is me, I don't even like watching James Harden play normally. But last night was pretty amazing, right? I mean, who are we kidding? He goes in without Chris Paul. He goes in without Eric Gordon. And after trailing by 17 points, 17 points in the first half on the road, the Golden State Warriors, like, man, they look like the old Warriors. They are humming along. He leads them on a comeback. They score thirty-nine in the third quarter, and uh, they the, the game. He forces overtime despite the fact that with about a minute to go, they trailed by six, and the and the Warriors had the ball. And the final line is obscene: forty-four points, fifteen assists, ten rebounds. Also had seven turnovers, by the way. So look, there, there's two parts to this, or maybe even three. I don't love watching him play, but man is he a special one-on-one player. And I would I'm okay if you told me that his all-around skill is better as a one-on-one player or better as a as a go-to kind of alpha scorer maybe than anybody else the game has. And you're like, "What?" Okay, so like Kevin Durant who struggled in terms of field goal percentage and didn't have the opportunities last night, but you know, Durant had the lead and he ends up 10 of 23 he has seven rebounds and three assists. Durant can pass, but he's not the pass. We'd all agree there. And, and maybe maybe Harden is uh, better at drawing fouls and smarter at drawing fouls. Maybe it's his style, but Durant never gets to the line with, you know, like the 27 times that Harden got to the line. There is a skill to that. He has all the tricks in pushing off with his offhand. And how to shoot a step back and create space. Whereas Durant, at times, he gets away with just jumping up and shooting over people because he's seven feet tall. Pick another scorer. LeBron James, he can't shoot with James Harden. Can't shoot with him. And while LeBron James is a better solid passer, he isn't the creative passer of of James Harden. He's not. I know you're going to sit there and go, he could be the all-time assist leader. You're right because the key to getting a volume of assist is having the ball in your hands a lot and delivering the easy pass. I think he's an incredible creative passer. And while he's not the shooter of Steph Curry, he's a much better driver, much better finisher and knows how to use his body to create contact. Whereas Curry can go hot, can go cold. And when he gets in there, he's got to use a lot more creativity. Doesn't have the body. Like I'm okay. If you say, Hey, as as lead scorers go, he's the he's got the most skill, the most well rounded skill. And I don't like watching him play, but I loved watching him last night. It has nothing to do with the Warriors. It has to do with how he played and the the volume, the volume of shots, the volume of of shot and variety of shots. Matter of fact, his general manager, and of course, his general manager is the one who traded for him and has given him this huge contract, you could argue he's the best offensive player at all time. To be able to say that with a straight face and not uh, have it it be a GM speak or coach speak is pretty amazing. There's a whole bunch of ways to measure it, but he's sure in the conversation, the greatest offensive player ever. And I don't think that's wrong. And while I liked it and while he won and why he will have more talent around him in the playoffs... I think it becomes Peyton Manning in the, in, in the postseason. Hayden's numbers, uh, uh, Harden's numbers in the regular season versus postseason. Fewer points per game, lower field goal percentage, lower three-point percentage, and fewer free throw attempts. The free throws do matter. Okay? It allows him to catch his breath. It allows him to see the ball go through the hoop, which gives him confidence for the rest of his game. It also puts the defense in a defensive position where they can't foul. The officiating changes in the postseason, and it it affects James Harden greatly. Additionally, he's called on to defend more in the postseason. Like last night, the Golden State Warriors, they weren't attacking James Harden defensively. Did you notice that? Did you notice that when Kevin Durant was going one-on-one, he was going against P.J. Tucker, who he could beat several times over, but there was help in the lane. They were just out there playing. And Harden was coming down and going one-on-one. Never a double team when there should have been. Why? Because in the playoffs, there will be. You can be more physical with him, and you can attack him more defensively. And when you attack him more defensively, that kills his legs, his conditioning. That hurts his shooting. Peyton Manning's numbers in the regular season versus the playoffs. Lower completion percentage in the playoffs. Lower TD to the interception ratio. Fewer touchdown per game. Fewer yards per attempt. Why? Because the officiating changes in the postseason, it becomes more physical in both the NFL and the NBA. Right? As opposed to, you know, Madison Bumgarner versus Clayton Kershaw. You know, Madison Bumgarner is a lower ERA, a lower whip, fewer home runs per nine innings. Why? Because that dude is built for the postseason in terms of being a power pitcher and also having incredible stamina. Eli Manning has a higher completion percentage. a better to TD to interception ratio, more touchdowns per game, more yards per game, more yards per attempt, better in the postseason. Why? Because it's his style. Eli Manning was one of the best downfield throwers in the NFL, whereas his brother was not. His brother was not. So I look at James Harden, and I think he was magnificent last night. He's been magnificent for a while now. Not just last year when he won the MVP, but the three previous years where he could have won it Probably two of those three years. But I don't buy it in the postseason for the same reason that, and I know Peyton won two Super Bowls, but he won one in a deluge uh, against Rex Grossman. And he won another one where he didn't do anything offensively against Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Peyton Manning the greatest regular season quarterback ever. James Harden is probably the great, greatest regular season scorer ever. But you make him play defense, you keep him off the foul line, you double-team him at times, you go at him defensively, and he tires, he gets worn down, he takes bad shots, his team comes up short.
4: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: I don't even like watching James Harden play normally. Dana Holgerson joins us, new head coach of the Houston Cougs. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Dana, how are you?
6: I'm good, Doug. How you doing, bud?
2: Good, man. Um, so I take it you're not buying the same house that you lived in last time you were in Houston.
6: No, uh, it might, it might be, uh, it might be a different size.
2: (laughs) Okay. So look, I think everybody wants to know why, like to the outsider, to the outsider, like you guys had a good year. Like, I think you win the bowl game. If Will plays, obviously he chose not to play. You guys had a good year. You kind of have a fun thing going, you know, you beat Texas at Texas. You, You, it seemed again, like outsider. It feels like you fit with Morgantown you know, kind of in terms of style, what, what what was it that led you to want to leave?
6: Uh, simply the University of Houston. Uh, you know, I love this uh, university. I spent two good years here, um, you know, and, and, and had a lot of fun coaching ball here. The high school football in this state and this city is is, is second to none. Uh, the city of Houston means a lot to me. I got a lot of friends, a lot of family here, um, you know, and, and love the leadership that, that 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 is uh, currently at the University of Houston Chancellor Renuka couture is is a superstar. Uh, she's been here 12 years and has taken this university from um, you know to, to great heights. Um, you know, uh, Chairman Tillman fertita don't need to introduce him to anybody. He's uh, he's a rock star in, in in this city and is providing great leadership uh, across the, across the country. And, and then Chris Pezman, the athletic director, is. Uh, is a, is a superstar in the making. So I'm just, I'm just excited about being in, in this city and, and at this university. It has nothing to do with West Virginia. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. We, you know, we won at Texas three out of the last four years that we played there. So uh, that was nothing new to us here this year. But um, transitioned uh, West Virginia from, from the Big East into the Big 12. We had a lot of success. I, I left that wild and wonderful state with my head held high. Great, great people, great fans. Uh, will be near and dear to my heart forever and ever, but it's just simply an opportunity to be able to come to the University of Houston and continue the success that they've already had.
2: Yeah. look, Look, I, I, look, it's the best job in that league because of one, you've had a ton of success and with a bunch of different coaches and proximity to talent, you know, maybe central Florida, that's one of the reasons they've been successful in that league is proximity to talent, but use central Florida as an example they undefeated the last two regular seasons and can't get into the college football playoff whereas if you're at West Virginia and you go you lose a game you win the Big 12 championship you get in so you know is the is the potential to not be rewarded with the chance to play for a national championship something that would keep others away why wouldn't it keep you away
6: Well so here here's here's the deal Doug. I mean every, everybody's goal is to win their conference I don't care if it's if it's you know power five power six group of five whatever you want to call it and all that if it's you know fcs uh uh, if it's division two division three high school football junior high everybody's goal is to win the conference and if you win the conference then that's something that you can be proud of now i think um you know if, if 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 you know the future of that that uh of the college football playoff, or, or realignment, or any of that—I'd like to hear it. But I, I don't—I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. So,
4: all you do is—is
6: is you try to go somewhere that that you have a chance to win, and that's going to happen here at the University of Houston. You go somewhere where quality of life is awesome, which that happens in in H-town, and and then you make the most of it. and You put your head down and you you coach hard. And, uh, you know, that that's what I plan on doing. You try to position yourself and your university the best you possibly can, and we're going to be able to do that here at U of H.
2: Dana Hogerson joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, people who have followed your story knew you had a sick house. You had a really, really cool house in Morgantown. To somebody who has not seen your version of Cribs, what did that house have in it?
6: <laughs> I thought you were going to try to buy it. Yeah, I,
2: I, my my pockets are not that deep. Nor do I. Nor do I uh, spend enough time in Morgantown.
6: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I'm waiting to see who who uh, is the next head coach at West Virginia. I'm going to make a phone call real quick. Uh, but uh, it's a, no, it's, it, it
2: it's, a, it's what's the name? Brown from uh, from Troy, right? Neil Brown's getting the job. So so yeah. Neil, if you're listening, or Neil's people, if you're listening, you go. I got I got a line in a great house in Morgantown
6: here's what I need you to do. I need you to get Neil on the phone if he's the next head coach at West Virginia and try to convince him of that. But uh, it's a neat, it's a neat home. I tell you, we, we entertained a lot. It was a, it was a great, great house for, uh, for, you know, current players to come over and, and, and hang out, have dinner. And then we had all our recruits there and helped boost your functions there. It was, uh, it's a great house to be able to entertain and develop friendships and, it worked out really good for us there. So I don't, yeah, I don't, we need somebody to get, go ahead and, and scoop that up.
2: Yeah, no, there's, there's the, there's the, the story, the untold story of coaching changes is, is these, is these houses, which you have to get bigger than you want because you do have to have the team over and other functions in your house. And then when you leave, you somehow got to unload it. And those are usually not in places where uh, there's a, there's a huge appetite for houses of, of that variety. On the other hand, I've only heard great things about it. Now, did you design the, all the interior stuff and pick out all the furnishings yourself?
6: No, that that's what family's for. You know, my <laughs> my mom, uh, you know, Pat and Steve. My mom and dad lived in, in Morgantown, and they they're the ones. They were the caretakers. They picked out all the furniture and decorated it, and you know they're, they're going to be in charge of selling it as well. So, and, and brother Nick is a is a designer. You know, CLT is a is a new thing here to the United States. We can talk about it forever and ever, but uh, it's it's a unique deal that's going to be very very popular for somebody that wants it
2: what are you inheriting? I mean, like, look, Major Applewhite was only there two years, and he gets fired, so the, the, the thought must be, they, they there must be a feeling that they underachieved there. What what do you, what, what has been left behind for you at Houston?
6: Well, yeah, I, I gotta get my, my, my I gotta wrap my mind around all that. I, there's only so many hours in the day to be able to do this stuff. I, you know, I gotta figure out, you know, the, the, the recruiting aspect of it, Who signed national whatever's intent, and and talk to those guys, haven't had an opportunity to be able to do that. I met, I met a couple dozen of the players yesterday, you know, led by Derek King, our, our quarterback is a spectacular uh, football player and a spectacular young man. Uh, so excited to start there, you know, and then, and then, uh, you know, met some of the other guys as well. So get it, figure out kind of what they got, but it, the expectations are high here. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have came here if the expectations weren't high. So, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal about that, but, you know, the expectations across campus are high, you know, whether whether it comes to uh, football, basketball, or the the new medical school that's, that's coming in here, or hotel and restaurant um, uh, uh, degree Management. here is yeah. off the charts. You know, Tillman got one of those degrees here a uh, long time ago, and he's, he's turned into a, a pretty good guy when it comes to the hotel and restaurant uh, business. So um, the expectations across campus are high, and that's why I want to be a part of this, and being in a great city like Houston is, is obviously where, where I want to be.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I would also think that you got to have, did you, have you talked to Tillman about getting one of those, those cards to where you can go into any of his restaurants and you don't have to be just like you have a Tillman card and you can eat whenever you want. Right. I mean, we're talking for people who don't know he owns Morton's and McCormick and Smick's and, and Saltgrass and claim jumper. Like these are these are all part of his portfolio. Do you have a special special? You know, like like some people have that. I know a police officer. I give the police officer's fund card. Do you have a? I'm friends with Tillman card that you can walk into Morton Steakhouse and get the best seat in the house and best steak in the house and a nightly. That that that's, that's got to be part of the deal, right?
6: Yeah. Well, I, if it's not, it needs to be. Certainly. I mean, he owns them all. But uh, you know, I had had dinner at Mastros last night, which is a new establishment here in Houston, and that 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 was spectacular. I'm just going to go to dinner with all these great U of H boosters and let them pick up the tab, you know? So Fair I'm, I'm sure Tillman is, uh, is, is listening to your show because it's one of the most popular ones out <laughs> there. And he, he's, uh, he's probably, getting that in the works right
2: now. Dana Hogerson joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, l- look, your style, you, you being a creative play caller, um, is one which, look, that's what the NFL is looking for, right? I mean, even, even look at, at Tech and Cliff Kingsbury loses his job and he's gotten interviews. Has, did that cross your mind in, in looking for another gig or has, has that ever been explored by you or by anybody close to you?
6: You know, I really, I really hadn't ever thought about it, you know, and I, I did hear Cliff was uh, up for some of those jobs and I think he'd be a spectacular head coach in the NFL. That's his, that's his style and, and that's what the NFL is looking for right now. Um, you know, it hadn't really crossed my path. I wasn't looking for a job. I had a I had a good job, and I was I was happy with where I was at. But you know, this was this was an opportunity that that I wanted to take advantage of. And th- these opportunities don't come across uh, you know your your timeline very often. And when they do, you got to be able to jump on it. But uh, the, the NFL is intriguing. Um, it, if I choose to do that in the future, it's going to be a long time from now. Um, pretty pretty locked up here, and excited about the challenge ahead.
2: Uh, Let me ask you about one additional challenge. Um, Ed Oliver obviously sat out the bowl game. You had Will Greer sat out the bowl game. And you, on every interview I heard, you said, hey, Will Greer's a pro. He just happens to be playing in college. And I don't remember you having any issue with Will sitting out the bowl game. But there is the challenge of, hey, look, you get evaluated as a coach at the bowl game. And one of the reasons I think a change was made was they got blasted by Army 70-14 to in the bowl game, right? So how do you... How do you balance that with you want your players to improve and to become NFL caliber draft picks? On the other hand, you also need them to complete the season in order to leave it with a a good taste in everybody's mouth. How do you balance that in the future?
6: Yeah, it's a great question. and I don't know how much time you got, but, uh, you know, I I do worry about the future of our bowl system. Um, You know, there's just so much being made. And we talked about it earlier that. There's so much made about the C F P. It's all about the C F P. It's all about the C F P and there's only four teams that can go into the C F P. right now. I think that that that's going to change. I don't I don't have the you know, the formula or anything like that and I you know, I don't know what the future holds. I do think it's gonna change. I think conference realignment's gonna change and, and, and there's gonna be a bunch of change. Uh, the bowl system right now I think is a little bit broke, but we had a great time in Orlando. The florida citrus sports association was a fantastic organization very charitable in the in the community and and we had a great time and it was an exciting bowl game we uh we didn't we didn't happen to win but what we did especially with this new redshirt rule uh we played about 10 guys that redshirted you know so it gave them an opportunity to be able to you know practice for two weeks and then playing a meaningful game we we did our best to try to win it but uh you know, Syracuse came on out on top, and I think Dino's doing a an outstanding job up there. But it, it wasn't all for nothing because. Wait, wait, it, so, so,
2: so, Dana, does it does it cost against your four? Like you, you can play four games and still redshirt. Does that not count the, it, the bowl game?
6: Yeah, it's got no. It does. It's got to be one. The bowl game's got to be one of the four. You know, so I mean that there's there's a couple of players that played in the bowl game that was that was their first game that they had played all year because they weren't just they weren't ready to play up until that point. So. Uh, I do think there's value in a game at the end of the year, a bowl game at the end of the year, um, you know, and in, 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 we get judged by wins and losses, but we also had an opportunity to be able to develop young men as far as football players, which that's what it's all about
2: yeah well listen Dana I'm, if you're happy we're happy for you can't wait to see you with the Cougs this coming fall in the meantime good luck selling the, that house we'll get you coach Brown's number and you can you can text him an offer no realtor fees right no realtor fees we can cut that price a little bit appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio
6: Doug I appreciate you man you do a great job I appreciate you having me on
2: thanks Dan Dana Holgerson head coach of the Houston Cougars joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio that's that's fascinating. I, I, look, my, my personal guess is, obviously there were some things at West Virginia and there's some, you know, you you win 10 games in the Big East, you win 10 games in the Big 12. There's a thought, hey, why can't we win 10 games more often? But I also think that here's a guy who's been at at Tech, uh, at Houston before they had facilities, at Oklahoma State, when they were just building and finishing the facilities and now at West Virginia, you're like, look, Houston's probably the best job in that league. There's something to having the best job in your league, where you have a better recruiting base than anybody else, and I think Central Florida is a a close second. Although there's there's a, also a ton of competition there, where you can bounce back recruit there, bounce back recruit at at Houston. Bounce back means getting transfers. Guys that go to Texas got to go to Texas A and M. Guy goes to LSU from Houston wants to transfer back, play more. That's what you get there. As well as guys that people miss on, and sometimes you know, hey, you you can go head up with a guy at at Texas or at a and for, for some of your recruits. But there is something to leaving a good job for the best job in a the league.
4: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at noon Eastern 3 p.m. Pacific,
2: which brings us to the two guys that are in the most pressure this weekend. Dak Prescott's the one everybody's going to point to Dak. Of course, hasn't won a playoff game. Jason Garrett's only won one playoff game. Some of that's out of health issues that, that he had with Romo, but he's only won one playoff game. But when you're Dak and you potentially could get a new contract this summer and you're playing in the playoffs, and you're kind of a run-oriented team, the guess is you're still going to want to be a run-oriented team, but the pressure is going to be on Dak Prescott to make some big throws because if he loses, then it's, hey, you know, you can't pay him top dollar if he can't even win you a playoff game. I'll tell you who else is under it, hefty amount. So that's more financial pressure because Dak Prescott is going to have plenty of other opportunities to win in the playoffs as starting quarterback of the Cowboys. That's a financial pressure one. Legacy pressure, I think that goes to Phillip Rivers. Like Phillip Rivers has been an outstanding quarterback for a decade for the the Chargers, a decade. And you don't have to like the Chargers moving. You can be like me and not understand why the Chargers don't wear powder blue every single game to realize that the Chargers have a really, really good roster and Phillip Rivers didn't previously have that really good roster. He just didn't. They couldn't protect him. They couldn't keep guys healthy. They had bad, they they should have been in the playoffs last year. They had bad field goal kickers. Like all of this stuff, collectively, all of this stuff seemed to always come to a head. And I mean, how long has it been since they won a playoff game? And this is a tremendous quarterback, probably a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. But the idea that that you lose, not that much to lose. No, 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 no. He's going on the road granted great defense tough environment but he has Melvin Gordon not even on the injury report Keenan Allen he's got you know Mike Williams he's also gets Austin Eckler who didn't play last time against the Ravens and he gets Hunter Henry. A pro bowl, maybe all, all pro caliber tight end who's missed the whole year. He's got all kinds of, and, they're de- and it's like, well, it's not like Pat Mahomes where Pat Mahomes can go, hey, look, my defense sucks. His defense doesn't stink. He's got Melvin Gordon. He's got Joey Bosa. He's got Derwin James. Like, their defense isn't bad. The kicking game's way better than it's been. And the offensive talent's really good. Kind of feels like it's on Phillip to, to, to produce. So I look at this weekend and I think in terms of financial pressure, you got to put that on deck, but in terms of personal pressure and legacy, that's not a guy like Phillip Rivers. It really is. At bed three,
0: six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. ChumbaCasino.com. Jumba. No purchase necessary. Full by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.